Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. I'll pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, let's go. Another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. Wherever you're tuned in, we're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Course Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Full gang here, Bob, Kelly, and Luke. We're glad you're with us. Opening segment sponsored by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Great supporters of Southern Miss and a great place to take your family for a great meal the next time you have the hankering for something good, and of course, Dickies will cater any event, whether large or small. Great show today. Jay Walker from uh, the University of Louisiana about to join us. Hill Denson, the legend, comes on in the second segment. Patrick McGee from NOLA.com in the third segment. But right now, let's go to our old friend Jay Walker, no stranger to the Eagle Hour, traveling right now, I'm assuming with the Raging Cajuns on their way to Hattiesburg. Jay, welcome back to the program. Thank you so much for having me. And no, I'm not with the team. I'm traveling separately, but uh, I'm traveling. All right. You're on your way. All right. So uh, I understand the Cajuns are scheduled to practice this afternoon at Pete Taylor Park. Uh, Action starts tomorrow night at 6. Always exciting uh, when these two baseball powers collide. But boy, this year may be the most athletic Cajun team we've seen in a long time, Jay. It's probably the most athletic team I've seen. Uh, as far as Cajuns uh, are concerned, and uh, and we've had some very athletic clubs, but this is a this is a team that's got great athleticism, especially uh, defensively, because this bunch uh, has great range in the infield. They run down everything in the outfield. This is an elite defensive team, and I don't use that word lightly, guys. I do not use that word lightly, but this is an elite defensive team. Um, they've made fewer than half of the errors of their opposition, and in conference play, the opposition's made three times as many errors as the Cajuns have. And so when you start looking at this team, I think that's where you start, because this team is not going to beat itself. All right. Now, I know, I know the Cajuns are playing very, very well right now. Have they, have they played this consistently throughout the year, or have they really come on here in the second half of the season? Now, I, I think that, first of all, their, their offense is, has been a little inconsistent until about the last, I don't know, 15, 18 games or so, and they have, they're really starting to barrel up the baseball one through nine in the lineup. Um, and, you know, you talked about the athleticism. This team has set a school record 
with 153 stolen bases uh, and uh, and counting, and they're going to continue to run. And you're probably going to throw them out this weekend, but it's not going to deter them. They're still going to run um, because that's what they do. Now, pitching wise, they've they've had some injury issues, and um, the the pitching staff right now is is kind of I don't know chewing gum and bailing wire, but um, they've managed to be able to pitch well enough with a lot of different guys over the last couple three weeks to get some things done there too. You know, the, the underbelly of the team is probably the pitching staff, but um, you know the, the the rest of this club's pretty good. And when they don't go out and walk people and hit people, when they make you earn what you get, they're hard to beat. Luke, get in here with Jay Walker. Sounds a lot like Southern Miss, doesn't it, <laughs> Kelly and Bob, when we stayed away from the walks yeah. and, and the hit batters. Jay, I find it intriguing what you said about the pitching staff because uh, Coach Fed over at Monroe talked to us last week. He bragged on your pitch, uh, pitching. Uh, Scott Berry has that. We've had other teams. And when I look at the Sun Belt standings right now, Southern Miss and Louisiana are at the top of the league in Team ERA. I mean, it, the way that you described that, when, when people would go to the statistics page, they wouldn't expect for, for the Cajuns' ERA to be that good. <laughs> we don't expect the ERA to be this good. And and we have to look at the uh, at the statistics ourselves and then we scratch our heads a little bit. You know, Jake Hammond was our Friday night guy at the beginning of the year. Well, he's done. Uh, Blake McGee, was going to be our number two guy. He battled arm trouble, uh, but gave us a couple of good weekend starts, but he's done for the year. Uh, Dylan Coit was a, a, a lefty out of the bullpen uh, that was good enough to uh, throw six shutout innings against Coastal Carolina, but he's, uh, he's about to meet Tommy John. And so, you know, you take those three guys out of the equation, and now, you know, most... Most coaches rely on about, I don't know, eight or nine arms, I guess. Well, you know, three of three of those are gone. So we're having to take the 10th, 11th, and 12th arms and trying to get some stuff uh, out of them. I, you know, I think we've done a good job of trying to piece it together. But, you know, our, our guys, as far as going out and overpowering people, we don't, we don't really have those. And... Um, we're just having to make do with what we got. Sunbelt right now, nine teams in the top 100. Uh, is this what you thought it would be with Old Dominion, Southern Miss, and the other two coming in, where it would be Louisiana, Southern Miss, and Coastal at the top of the first regular season? Well, you know, I, I didn't know who was going to finish near the top, but I am totally not surprised that you got nine teams in the top 100 because with Southern Miss and Old Dominion, coming into the Sun Belt, that immediately made the league better. Um, James Madison has had a really good second half of the year, and I'm coming to respect that program a whole lot. Now, Marshall's bad, okay, but the you know James Madison's very respectable, and the other two teams are very, very good. Um, you know, you add Texas State and Troy and the Cajuns to that, and even though, um, you know, Georgia Southern's down a little bit this year, they're normally very good. Look, you gotta, you gotta. I hate the term "bring your A game." That's a horrible cliche, but you gotta bring it just about every weekend if you're going to survive in this league. Well, Jay, you talked about the if the pitching staff is indeed 
under its current situation, the underbelly of the team, at least the, the rest of the defense takes care of the baseball. So that's a good thing to have happen if indeed the rest of that pitching staff would be considered the underbelly, yes? Yeah. You know, I, like I said, I think this team's very good defensively. Um, you know, you're up the middle defense. Carson Rockerford in the center field might be the best defensive outfielder in the entire league. Um, Kyle DeBarge at shortstop, I'm just telling you now, this kid's a sophomore. He's going to play in the big leagues one day. John Taylor, junior college transfer at second, has done a terrific job. And Julian Brock is probably going to go in the top five rounds of the draft behind the plate. So when you're good up the middle on defense, chances are you're going to, you're going to, that's one of the reasons why your ERA is good, is because you've got an outfield that can run down balls in the gap. And you've got infielders that can take away base hits with good range. That covers up some of that underbelly that we're talking about. Well, the Eagles have won 13 in a row. The Cajuns are playing really well. Man, this has got the makings. The scheduling gods did did the fans a favor, if nobody else, this weekend as the Cajuns come in for a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series. Okay, now, I told you I was traveling by myself, right? <laughs> right. Right. It's because the team's not coming. The team's not coming. We're not coming. We're gonna, look, when, you know the old saying, if you're scared, say you're scared? Uh-huh. We, we, we looked at Southern Miss on video. We're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me they'll show up. Something tells me. Oh, probably. Yeah. Probably so. But you know what? Cajuns are going to have their hands full, and they know it. But let me, let me tell you something that I've tried to explain to folks lately. One of the things that the Cajuns have been able to do because of their speed is they're sometimes able to spin the opposition out of control. Because when I when our guys get on base, everybody knows they're going to run. And so what happens? Well, your pitchers start picking the first base, picking the first base, and sooner or later they throw one away. Or you got a guy at second and they do that turnaround, flip the second base, and sometimes they throw one away. And when they're, And while they're paying a lot of attention to base runners, they're paying less attention to the guy at the dish who's sometimes making them pay by barreling up baseballs. So the Cajun speed, I think, is about more than stolen bases. It's about trying to spin the opposition out of control. And the Cajuns did that last weekend against a good Texas State team and wound up sweeping the series as a result. All right, Jay. We always appreciate your input. And just in the just in the event the Cajuns do show up Thursday night, we expect some exciting baseball here at Pete Taylor Park. We're looking, we're looking forward to having you and the guys here. I look seriously. We can't wait. We know what the atmosphere is going to be like this weekend, especially after Coach's announcement this week. Uh, this is going to be a super regional atmosphere, and this is why you play college baseball is for weekends like this. So. We can't wait. We're really, really excited to be there. And uh, we'll try to put on as good a show as we can. And, Jay, the local beer distributors are on alert that the Cajun fans are coming to town, and they have reassured us your fans will be taken care of. Well, y'all are smart. You see, I like that. (laughs) All right, Jay, safe travels to you, my friend. Thank you as always. Appreciate it. Go Cajuns. All right, Jay Walker, everybody, play-by-play voice, 31 years for the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Anytime they come to town, you know it's going to be a fist fight. We'll be right back. Hill Denson knows a little bit about that. He's next.
Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, we want to thank Jay Walker from Louisiana Lafayette. I don't want to say that to him. That insults him. But ULL coming to town, and uh, we appreciate uh, his input. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmark, campusbookmark.net. That's where you'll find the latest Southern Miss apparel. You can also, and remember this, you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. And I think our next guest often listens to the Eagle Hour podcast. I hope he's still doing that. Uh, the legendary Hill Denson back on the show. Coach, how are you? Doing great, Bob. Doing great. Yeah, you're right. I do listen to it all the time. A lot of times I have to do the podcast because I can't get through eating lunch with time for you guys. Yeah, we haven't interrupted your lunch. I know the last time we talked to you, you were a little mad at us. We had, we busted up your uh, gizzard dinner. Yeah, you did that one day. So that was a, that was a while back. But no, you hadn't messed me up this time. I'm I'm hanging around the house and rehabbing my wife. She had that hip surgery. So right. Well, our our regards to Miss Judy, Coach. Uh, all right, Coach. I, I don't I don't think we're revealing any any confidence here. But uh, you and I were talking yesterday and. Uh, and Coach Barry made this decision to retire actually last year. This has been in the works. This came as no surprise to you. Is that fair to say? That's correct. Uh, yeah, he, he uh, privately told us that he was going to do it a year ago. So he and a couple of other buddies of ours. So, right. Yeah, it was, it was no surprise. And, uh, it's, you know, it was hard for, hard for me to take, too, just like everybody else now because – he is the best, no question about it. Best, best coach in, in the nation, I think. So, yeah, I, I don't agree. So, I'm going to ask you kind of a dumb question, and then I'll turn it over to the guys. Imagine me asking a dumb question. I'm used to dumbness now. <laughs> so, the average guy looks at a looks at a guy like Scott Berry or Hill Denson, and they say, "Man, these guys—they have the greatest job in the world. They coach college baseball. What could be any better than that? And why would you ever?" want to walk away from coaching a college baseball team. What happens in coaches' minds, uh, Coach Denson, when when you just kind of reach that point that you think you've had enough? Well, I, I think it, Scott pretty well covered it with his statement yesterday. You know, it just, after a while, one thing is your retirement system gets built to a point that you uh, start losing money by, by not retiring. So uh, in the state of Mississippi, so that that's one thing that enters your mind. But the main thing I think is the fact that you've just been in it a while. Uh, it's time to get a little bit more family oriented and be, you know, involved in what you want to do. Uh, it, there'll be an awful lot of deer and turkey and fish lost next year because it's got to be out there more than he has been able to get out there. He, he's a avid hunter and fisher and, and uh, just, a, just a great guy, likes uh, likes to be around people. So, you know, that sort of thing. So, it, you know, it's it's uh, it's always a tough decision, but at the same time you feel like you get to a point that at some point you probably see yourself a little bit not – maybe not quite as uh, – gung-ho as you always were it, it, i think it has to do with what those doctors are taught in their in their year um medical school 101 they they teach them all to say as we get older 
That's what they say to me every time I walk in to a doctor now. <laughs> and uh, so as as you say see that, I think you start, start to see, you know, you hadn't got that much time left to to be with, in Scott's case, with Laura and the kids and uh, and and hopefully his grandkids and that sort of thing down the line. So, you know, you just start seeing that and, and, and you say, well, dadgum, I'm, I'm not going to miss out on it anymore, you know. No, it makes sense. So I, I think that's what happened. So you, you have to wonder too, Hill, because Corky Palmer was held in such high regard, rightfully so. And, and what happened to Corky, obviously, statistically, doesn't happen to a lot of people. But but look, let's let's be honest. I mean, it's got to be in the back of everybody's mind Th- that happened to Corky at statistically a very young age, and. And that I would guess just kind of piggybacks with, with what you said. I mean, tomorrow is not is not promised. You're exactly right, and you know I think probably Corky, the loss of Corky, has something to do with with both of us feelings. You know, uh, seeing them lay there in that misery uh, for for actually two years, almost to the date, I think, from the thing, uh, just you know, knowing that you couldn't do anything, couldn't get up, couldn't move, couldn't do anything but move your left arm and your left leg a little bit, and uh, and just seeing that and visiting with Cork and. His spirits were never down when we were there. There's no question about that. Uh, we we always had a good time, but uh, it was it was uh, frightening to uh, to all, all of us that that are close to him and and Scott and and all of us. But uh, you know, it was very frightening to sit there and say, you know, this can happen to anybody anytime, and uh, just just think a little bit more about what you're doing. You know, right. look. Go ahead, go ahead, Kelly. I was going to say, but lots of times, and, and let's just take Tom Brady, for example, all right? Um, and I make fun of Tom Brady a lot, but when, when you're identified, when all you've ever known is, in his case, being a, a pro quarterback, and, and sometimes it's just difficult. Now, now Scott's you know, letting go. Hill, you, you know, left Southern Miss. When, when all you've ever been known is as whatever it is, Sometimes it's mentally difficult to wrap your mind around the fact that I'm not going to be that guy anymore. Talk about dealing with that from a mental standpoint. Yeah. Um, well, you're exactly right. Uh, and, and, and I've mentioned it to Scott, too. As you, when you get out, it's going to be a little different. People uh, treat you just a little bit different. Uh, you kind of become a has-been pretty soon. <laughs> And you know it's not quite the same in, uh, but in 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 Scott's case, he's you know so so loved by so many people that uh, it's that's not going to be a problem. Right. And uh, he's just you know he's just just a great guy, and he's he's got his head on screwed on straight, and knows what he wants to do, and you know that's what he's going to do. All right, Luke, get in here with Coach. Coach, a couple questions. First and foremost, we were talking about this yesterday and want your, your input on it. When people talk about Scott, they never go to the fact that, that he won more games than you and Corky. They, they don't go to the regionals. They don't go to all the stats. They, they go straight to Scott the person. In your, in your opinion, why is that? Such a good guy. He's just such a good guy, and everybody likes him. So, uh, you know, that that's what happens in – by the way, he hadn't caught my loss record either. <laughs> I, I keep mentioning that to him all the time. You're going to be leaving without catching that one. So, 
Hey, I would, I would, uh, I would hope, Coach, that we 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 don't catch that. And anyway, I, the the announcement yesterday provides uh, this weekend as an opportunity to honor him. If we don't host the regional, it'll be the last time that Scott coaches a series. You know, in in Pete Taylor. Pete Taylor Park, Hill Denson Field, we should say. What's your message to Southern Miss fans? Because for, as, as someone who has experienced that, one of the few guys that has experienced love from the fan base in the last series, why do they need to come out to the Pete this weekend and, and show him that love? Well, I just need to be there. It's, it's, it's the last time you're going to see him coach, and, and it's, it's – First of all, it's going to be a great series. Uh, I was just listening to the first 20 minutes with you guys, and, and it, it, he's exactly right. Louisiana, University of Louisiana is uh, really, really good. There's no question about it, year in and year out. And that was, that's going to always be a big rivalry with them. And, of course, South Alabama normally, they're not as good as they normally are. But but that's always going to be such a great rivalry here. And, and I'm hoping that, that we can get that that uh, conference tournament moved down to the coast, at least down there. Right. You know, in a couple of years, whenever we get out of that, so that it is, they would, that would be a smart move on the conferences. Uh, uh, it should be a smart move on their part because, the, you know, you got so three teams right there that are real close to provide your home base. If the, if the uh, host team with the closest team gets knocked out, you know, which, Kills a, a conference tournament when you have them on the campuses, you know. Um, so if nobody else is close to there where the fans come, but I actually think the fans will be there this weekend, and I'm, I'm uh, just just devastated that I'm not going to be there, be able to be there this weekend because of the hip surgery with Judy, and uh, you know I'm I'm a, her nurse now, and she's working me like a rented tractor. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know. I got to have more respect for these nurses now, and my daughter's one of them. I got a lot more respect. But anyhow, that uh, I, I probably just have to be watching on TV and listening on the radio to John and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully, I might get in there one game. But uh, everybody else should be there, get there, and get there and see that that tournament. I mean, that regular season game, really. But uh, it's going to be a tournament atmosphere, I would think. All right, Coach Denton, you know how much we thank you on this show, and uh, we always appreciate your input. We'll look forward to seeing you in person again real soon. Okay, guys, good to talk to you. Thank you for having me on. All right, Hill Denson, everybody. Hadn't caught that loss record yet. No, no, and, but still eating gizzards. <laughs> yeah, the sad thing is, is I think Hill's proud of that record. <laughs> it sounds like he's proud of it, you know? I asked him if there's any chance he came back, and he called me stupid, so I don't know. Yeah, no, he's enjoying life, even though he's having to take care of Miss Judy. All right, we'll be back. Patrick McGee next. Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank Coach Hill Denson for joining. A little subdued today, I think, uh, as normally Coach Denson is completely unsubdued, but I, I think uh, weighing a little heavily on his mind today about his very close friend, Scott Berry, uh, retiring at the end of the season. 
This segment of the show is sponsored by 4th Street Bar and Grill. It is a great place to have lunch. It is a great place to enjoy Southern Miss sports, and it is a great place to enjoy the Southern Miss memorabilia that adorns the walls from start to finish. Tell Slade and the gang, uh, the guys at Eagle Hour said hello. Also want to thank Janet King, the king of clean. They've been working together for over 35 years, cleaning places of work, education, medicine, eatery, stadiums, and worship. And Janet King can do the same for you. All you need to do is go to JanetKingCleans.com. It's Wednesday. That's when we uh, normally go to New Orleans, and that's where we're at today with our good buddy Patrick McGee. A little bone to pick with you, uh, Professor. Last week you had my baseball team hosting a regional. This week you've got us in the uh, in the Nashville regional. But you do say, on the bright side, you do say that that hosting possibility does remain open. Yeah, uh, it's uh, you know they won twelve games in a row, but in the process they played a fair amount of teams that their RPI is very good and the Monroe series especially. Uh, Southern Miss's RPI, I think, dipped five points, even though he sweeped Monroe on the road. Uh, it just wasn't very kind to Southern Miss. And right now Southern Miss is at number 28, which I think kind of puts them on the outside right now in terms of hosting. And, but uh, uh, you got uh, Louisiana Lafayette coming in. They're uh, I think they're in the 60s in RPI. Um, I think if you sweep them or at the very least take two out of three, you know, you kind of wipe out that dip a little bit, especially with a sweep. And they should have some strong RPI opportunities within the conference tournament. So right. Southern Miss can, can easily wipe out the little dip they've had in the last week or so if, if they finish strong. Yeah, that RPI concern could be the reason that Mississippi State canceled its midweek game tonight. Is there any is Could there be any possible truth to that, Patrick? No, I mean, Mississippi State's not going anywhere, so I, I, they probably canceled <laughs> it just because they're exhausted from beating, you know, Taking two out of three from LSU, that was big for them, but they're not going into postseason. Right. Well, Southern Miss will be the only Mississippi school in the postseason. Locked, right? uh, yeah, as, as Yeah, as long as, say, State doesn't win the SEC tournament or something like that. Well, Patrick, I think there's as much chance of that as there is Kelly marrying Miss Mississippi tomorrow. <laughs> hey, guys, real, real quick, there's some breaking news as of five minutes ago. You ready for this? Austin Crowley just posted a video on his Twitter. Austin Crowley is coming back to play basketball for Southern Miss next year. Wow. Yeah, just big. just coming back. Well, Patrick, good. and I do want to, with that real quick, if I can I hinge the basketball real quick. So we, we got yesterday news of a transfer, and the reason I'm asking right. about this kid from from uh, the, the Gulf Saint Coast. St. Patrick. Yeah, tell yeah. us about the St. Patrick kid. Yeah, I, I I got to see him play in high school, and he was always a guy that really just made so much progress year by year, and uh, he really filled out, and he's always had the skills. Uh, was he physically going to get there? But yeah, I mean he's he's really you know a, a, an ideal Division One type basketball player. He'll be a two guard, uh, can handle the ball. Uh, you know he he played a fair amount, didn't really put up much in the way of production. Oregon State, he's just a true freshman, true freshman, but. Uh, he's a guy that's going to be, you know, eventually an all-conference type player at Southern Miss. I don't really doubt that. He's a guy that can give you, you know, maybe even next season give you 10, 11 points a game as an outside shooter. And that's, I think Southern Miss need a little bit more of that. But they need another guy that can hit that outside shot. And that's what he's going to be. And he's a really smart kid and, and just a really good team player and a guy that you want as part of your program. So I think Ladner really, really, uh, obviously he probably has ties to him and tried to recruit him back in the day. So, uh, getting Kratz uh, on board is a big deal. I mean, you had he had SEC offers, was in the Pac-12. He's a legit 
uh, Division One basketball player. But it doesn't really surprise me that Crowley's coming back. Uh, you know, I, I didn't really see much of a market for him right now as a professional player. So for him to come back, uh, he also, I guess, could have taken the option of transferring. But for him to come back is a big deal, and that backcourt is going to be deeper than it was a year ago. Man, that sounds good. And, Kelly, before I throw you in here, just to clarify, I have no chance of marrying Miss Mississippi either, so that's not just you. Yeah, well, you're off the market. You're already married. <laughs> you know, so. I don't know. She might put me back on the market for the right price. No, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, Bob. I think after, what, 40 years or whatever, I think you're probably pretty solid. Patrick, uh, the OTAs, the, uh, the rookies reported to camp for the Saints uh, last weekend. When you listen to all of the – the quote-unquote NFL insiders and all these uh, different cable channels and looking at the, the New Orleans Saints, they continue to, to be mentioned as a team that could really be on the surprise lists this year. Already, a lot of these guys are saying the Saints are a team to watch, particularly because a lot of the quarterback powerhouses are in the AFC. You agree? Are right. the Saints a, a team to really watch this year in the NFC? Yeah, you know, I think for the most part the draft went well for them. Uh, James Washington, they added another free agent receiver who, who played and, and played fairly well for the Steelers at times. Didn't play last year because of injury. Uh, it, it really feels like they're doing a lot of the right, a lot of right things uh, in terms of bolstering the roster overall in depth. Depth won't be an issue. There were certain positions where depth really kind of, whether it was on the offensive line or in the backfield, uh, you know, it. it you just don't. You look into the roster now, and you see a bunch of impact guys really at most positions, uh, offense and defense. Uh, but you know, you're only as good as your quarterback. And Derek Carr still has something to prove uh, after the way last season went. And although I don't really put a whole lot of stock into that under Josh McDaniels, uh, there's just a lot trending in the right direction for the Saints. Uh, the schedule is fairly simple, not that hard. Uh, but we'll we'll see what 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 you know what happens in the the weeks and months ahead, but if this team stays healthy, there's no reason they can't contend for a division title. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Some some of the team, some of the Las Vegas odds makers. One one odds maker in Las Vegas has the over under on wins for Tampa Bay at three. I mean, I, three wins for Tampa Bay. Could they possibly be that bad in a division that's not necessarily going to be that strong? Yeah, I mean, it's not. I, I think it's. I think the division's going to be okay. I don't think it's going to be the worst in the in, NFL. It may be among the worst, uh, but but I think Carolina, Atlanta, and the Saints have done a much better job of addressing the areas they needed to, uh, to where they're going to be competitive. As for Tampa, I just don't see it. Um, live, live radio confession, Bob. At the very beginning of this segment, did you talk to Patrick about about Coach Barry? I got uh, I got sidetracked watching this. They will crow. Uh, no, we did not. Okay, we did not. good deal, Patrick. That's where I wanted to, to kind of end this. And uh, an error concludes uh, after this season. Scott Barry, fourteen right. years. You covered him so many of those years. Your thoughts about the the announcement yesterday? Well, I, I think it, it didn't really – I wasn't that surprised, honestly. Uh, but, I mean, as far as what Barry's done, he, he earned the right to go out whenever the heck he wants to go out. You know, he's he's done such a great job with Southern Miss and and really built something to be proud of at Southern Miss. I mean, I know Corky Palmer really got the ball rolling after Hill Denson and, and, and really made this a program to, to contend with in the region. And I think Barry has really built on that. And the way he's built that tradition, 
and the really the character of the program. It is Scott Berry's program now. It you know it's it, it, he he built something uh, special, and it's really on on Barry's shoulders. And just the way he handled himself, and the way he held his players to account, and the way they they respected him, uh, just week in week out, the most consistent individual. <laughs> I've ever met in terms of, you know, just how he interacts with everybody and, 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 and just, you know, a calm character. And now he's fiery, he's intense, but, uh, he, he was just always a class guy and somebody really easy to deal with on my end. Uh, I can't really compare anybody else who's ever coached there in terms of just being somebody willing to work with you and, and just what he's done is really impressive and, and, uh, just all, I have all the respect in the world for Scott Berry. Well, I, I think that's well said, Patrick, and I, and I think you're going to agree with the three of us. Christian Ostrander will be the next coach. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I would be extremely surprised if he's not the next uh, head coach. Uh, he's you know he's done everything uh, to put himself in that position. He has you know he was the head coach at, uh, at JC. You know, has head, was the head coach at Gulfport High. I mean, he's really got the resume of a of a southern miss baseball coach and what he's done what the last six years as as the pitching coach was is outstanding i mean he built a pitching staff that 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 is is deep and as talented as any as you'll ever see uh at this level of college baseball so i think ostrander really just makes all the sense in the world and real quickly about 30 seconds left do you would you see him continuing to coach the pitching staff, or would they bring in a pitching coach? I, th- I would expect they would bring in a pitching coach that he would work closely with. You know, that that's that's just my I don't I don't have any inside info on that, but I, I think that's what makes most sense. That's something that re- requires a lot of time and energy. And as head coach, it would be difficult for him to do that himself. But I mean, I would expect that he would have, be pretty hands on and, and heavily involved. All right, Patrick, uh, as always, my man, we appreciate uh, your input, and uh, we'll we'll be calling you from Montgomery, Alabama next Wednesday, if you're good with that. Yep, absolutely. All right, Patrick McGee, everybody, NOLA.com. Appreciate everything Patrick does for the program, Kelly Sander. You know, sometimes people will say, well, Ostrander, you know, he really doesn't have a lot of experience as a head coach. Yes, he does. Yes, People does. forget that, right. that, you know, he was at Jones, and, right. and, and so. You know what you say to those people? Shut up. Push. <laughs> no, he does. I'm just saying he does yeah. have experience as a Eagle coach. Hour on the road tomorrow. Columbia, Block, and Brick. I'm going to be showing you guys some outdoor kitchens. Christmas gift idea for you, Kelly, in regard to me. Outdoor kitchen from Columbia, Block, and Brick. You in? I'm in. All right. See we'll you there tomorrow. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Wednesday brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. It's supposed to rain a lot, you know, this week on and off. It never rains at DBAT and D1. Inside all the facilities you need, the uh, softball and 
baseball batting cages, the pro shops, all there at DBAT and D1, DBATHattiesburg.com. Luke, Bob, and Kelly from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Great show today. Three great interviews. Jay Walker from University of Louisiana. 31 years been the voice of Raging Cajun baseball. He joined us in the first segment. Hill Denson, Coach Hill Denson, joined us in the second segment talking about Scott Berry's uh, retirement announcement. And then last segment, Patrick McGee. So three good guests today. If you missed those, you can go back and listen on demand later, supertalk.fm, or the Eagle Hour in podcast form, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Audible. News and notes, Southern Miss senior Cameron Clark continues to compete at the Auburn University Club for the uh, men's golf regional. Um, Two over for the day right now, finished up with a 77 yesterday. Cameron um, right now uh, is uh, through hole 15. So uh, congratulations to him for that postseason play. We'll see where he ends up after the round um, today. All right, guys, D1 Baseball just released their latest projections about 10 minutes ago. Um, Really no change. Uh, Bob, you know what that means, what D1 thinks. No, they think we're going to Baton Rouge. There you go. I just pray that doesn't happen. Golden Eagles uh, would be going to Baton Rouge. LSU would be the national four seed. Oklahoma would be the three seed, so that's who the Eagles would play if it were to take place. The Nickel State also in there. Interesting, Texas State doesn't make it. Louisiana doesn't make it. Troy uh, set uh, projected to be the three seed in the Florida uh, regional in Gainesville. And then, of course, Coastal Carolina, they're projected to be a 12 national seed with Auburn, TCU, and Mercer. So they would only have three out of the Sun Belt. Right. See, and right. that's that's what I was and, – and, of course, that's just a projection, but that's been my my concern is that the Sun Belt's only going to get three. Well, what happened was Louisiana brought their stock up, but they're still in like the low 60s or high 60s. Texas State getting swept last weekend really, really hurt them. Yeah, for sure. And once Louisiana gets swept this weekend, they'll be out of the picture. uh, That sweep will be brought to you by... Jana King, the king of clean. They are sweeping out dugouts right and left as they play the Golden Eagles, and we'll look forward to sweeping out your dugout soon. Man, they couldn't have come on board at any better time. (laughs) Could they have? (laughs) Hey, in other baseball, William Carey, you know, hosting the first round of the NAIA National Tournament. Should Carey, and I think they were scheduled to play at 1.30 this afternoon, they won the winner's bracket. So if they win today, all they got to do is win one game. Today, and then they would head to Pocatello, Idaho, I think, for the NAIA World Series. Pocatello. Yes, home of the Idaho State. Vandals. No, Idaho. Uh, That's the University of Idaho Vandals. The Idaho State State. Potato Heads. No. Good good guess. French fries. No. Ash browns. No. (laughs) Who? Who is it? The Idaho State Bengals. Oh, uh, God. I, I have to. oh God. So Marvin Lewis went there actually. Okay, okay I'm gonna set okay. you up again, Bob. If if you want to watch William Carey, if they win today, you can watch them in the World Series. Uh, if you want to watch the Golden Eagles this weekend, if you want to watch a sweep by Janet King, you can do, all do that by having in your hands fresh hot beignets from Mo Bay Beignet Company with strawberry topping. Delicious stuff, man. Sander takes uh, Sander takes beignets with his powdered sugar. Yes, he does, doesn't he? And and we found out from Cliff Russell, he's a man. He likes them straight. <laughs> nothing, nothing but the beignet. Hey, if you missed the announcement in the third segment, this is huge news, guys. Again, Austin Crowley announcing on Twitter that he's returning. He's coming back. Um, you know, obviously he had declared for the draft, but 
I think we all sense that this 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 is might what happen. And now that it's happened, you start adding the the crass transfer, the kid from UNLV. Eagles are loaded at the uh, two and three positions with Neftali Alvarez as the point. And this might be a shameless plug, Bob, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. You know, Austin Crowley on this program said that before every game, he likes to get a, a pedicure and a manicure. It mm. just helps him relax. Still, still hard to believe, but yes, he did. You know, his, his fingernails are immaculate, right. though. I mean, they're just, just. Did he get a deal with a with a local? Salon? Well, no, that, that's what I'm throwing out there. If if you there think he did, if there is a nail salon that would like to get. Austin Crowley, an NIL deal, that they'll do his nails before every game. That would just be another way that he'd stick around. To the top collective, the hands of a champion. Perfect. I still can't believe he admitted that, but Well, hey, it could be be worse. There's there's a lot of cannabis shops opening up now. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't mention that. No, no. I think there's rules against that. Yeah, he didn't mention that. Well, we're glad he's back. I mean, I'm so happy for Jay Ladner. I like him a lot, and uh, He's doing it, man. He's proved all the critics wrong, hadn't he? And he said once he said once the the contract got taken care of, he said you're going to start hearing about some of these guys that are that are going to you know come into the fold. And uh, once we got here, now we got to keep it going. So all right, Luke, you're right. That was a fun show. We think it'll be fun tomorrow as well. We're going to be at Columbia Block and Brick right down here on Highway 98. Cliff Russell will be joining us. We'll be having some folks in from Columbia Block and Brick. It's a beautiful store. And uh, we're looking forward to be our first visit there. And then Friday, you're going to be at Fuzzy's. Fuzzy's Taco Shop, my man. As uh, baseball, the last weekend of baseball in Hattiesburg, regular season baseball. And we're hoping there will be some postseason players. We're hoping there's another weekend, but we'll see. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the, to the top. top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly. To the sea, fly like an eagle. Let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.